Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Hello, welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday. Hold on, let me fix this screen. Spotlight for everyone. Okay. Today we have Helen Schmidt, who's the founder of My Strategy Mentor. She, it's a boutique marketing firm built for nonprofits. But the neat thing is I met Helen at, I don't know if y'all remember me talking about it a couple months ago, but I've been involved in this group called Women Doing Well, which is a group of women who really have a heart for um, generosity and spreading the message of generosity. And so I was out in California on this beautiful retreat with these, I guess it was around 40 women. Yeah. And I met Helen in person. And it was so funny. It was like the first in-person new friend I've met in a long time. You know, we've made a lot of Zoom pen pals, but we, it was nice to meet someone and just kind of instantly connect like we yes. used to. It made it feel like the world was somewhat normal. Um, but Helen has a really beautiful story and I would love for you to share. She's had some um, extremely high profile jobs up to this point and so has seen a lot um, but has an incredible story about how how the Lord has really you know brought her to where she is right now so I would love for you to just I don't want to give it away so you go <laughs> nice to meet everyone thanks so much for having me it's so nice to see um, just different faces and be in community so thank you so much I love being around women and just encouraging each other with our stories. Our stories are so powerful. So I'm just feeling really honored to be able to share it today. Thank you. All right. So Helen, maybe just start at the, you know, at the beginning of, you know, really of your, just tell your story because I think, you know, a lot of it is important, not only the way that you were raised as, you know, an immigrant family. So you mm -hmm. were first generation wealth. And not only that, you mm -hmm. also have a really, really interesting story of a, a career journey. So I'd love for you to kind of mm -hmm. just start at the beginning and share with us a little bit about your background. Yep. That, that absolutely. My story is sort of a combination of, um, you know, living this American dream and trying to just strive and achieve and perform and be this version of success that I had in my head. And then realizing that that version of success um, just wasn't satisfying, is really hollow. And, um, you know, as I grew in my faith, um, learning about what God's purpose was for me and just learning about, you know, why am I here? What's the what's the impact that I'm supposed to make? Um, and then taking a leap of faith to pursue that. That's that's basically my story. Um, and I think, you know, I think there are a lot of financial components to it. Um, I'm a, a very practical type A person. And so each, each um, step of the way was, okay, can I financially do this? Can I make a career change? So um, that's definitely something I'm happy to speak more about too, because, you know, it's a, it's, it's a big part of decision-making. Um, so I'll start kind of from the beginning. Um, I moved from China to the United States when I was five. Um, so I'm an immigrant, not even first generation, which is crazy to think about, you know, being an immigrant. Um, grew up in a really hardworking um, Chinese-American family, um, that, you know, I kind of got to watch my parents make these daily sacrifices to put their family first and make a new life. They left 
um, really um, great jobs as professors um, in, in China and had to reinvent themselves, went, to, went back to school, um, worked in restaurants and, you know, factories while going back to school. You know, I remember distinctly waking up um, to take myself to school as an elementary school kid and both of them were out of the house. They were working their jobs and I would have to walk, you know, make my own breakfast, walk myself to school. And that was just how it was. And I never felt bitter about it. I always felt like my parents were really hard workers and we never lacked because they worked so hard. And so I grew up with this mentality of if you work hard, you can do anything you want. You can be successful. You know, and I, I, I just feel like my parents are amazing role models for me. And I worked really hard in school and I got into a great college and it kind of, that was my ethos that was, you know, achieve, perform, be successful because that's all I knew. That's all the, the example that was set before me. Um, and I, you know, went to New York university and landed this great job at L'Oreal um, as a beauty marketer at 22 in New York city. And then kind of got to enjoy a really great career in digital marketing and strategic marketing. Worked at Amazon um, when I was 25. And this was when their, their stock prices were like under $200. So, you know, not really a big deal then. Um, and then, you know, worked at a couple startups and ended up at Walmart. And so my last role before I started this company was last year, I, I left the company in uh, 2021, left Walmart in 2021, and I was a director. And so I kind of climbed that ladder of success and uh, worked really hard and yet felt really hollow and felt really purposeless. And it's like, th there's this saying in Ecclesiastes where Solomon, King Solomon says, I have all this wealth, I have all these riches, but they're all chasing after the wind. You know, you, what is wisdom? It's a chasing after the wind. And I, I really felt that even though I was a Christian, I really felt that um, there's there's a greater purpose for me. And I'm living this life as if I am my own God, as if the most important thing is success. And that's actually not my faith. I don't believe that. And so why am I living in a way that's actually not um, consistent with what I believe, which is, you know, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed Christian. I believe that Life isn't about riches and success. And yet I had such an idol of this is my salary, right? I remember when I was 25 and my salary was more than my parents' salaries combined. And it was just like such an identity thing and a self-worth thing where I, I got to achieve my own, um, I had to kind of earn my own self-worth. And so my career and how much money I made and what my title was really defined me. And yet I felt really hollow. Um, so that was kind of a pivotal moment where I realized that everything that I was working really hard for just was not making me happy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and God came in and spoke to me, um, and, and kind of challenged me to think about money differently and think about my, my purpose differently. So that kind of, that journey happened only a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just took that leap of faith this May and left my job. So that's a it big is. phase. It's such a journey. And I think, you know, when you're in your twenties and it, I was raised very similarly. So it was like a performance-based culture and my mom is awesome. And my dad is so great, but it's, you know, and it's not a, but it, it just, I respect the way that they worked hard and they instilled that in me. And then, so I have some of those same tendencies, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and it really is, you get, I think sometimes too, like, 
in your twenties, you can work hard. You don't have much responsibility. It's like, it's just there. And then yep. in your thirties, you start having kids and yep. you're lucky. Cause I think that you're a little bit younger than me. And so you've woken up to this a little bit earlier, but you feel, I often say it feels a little bit like I'm sometimes like a car with a flat tire. Like I'm still moving forward, but there's something that's not aligned. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, that feeling is, is not a great feeling and it is a journey and you have to be gentle with yourself as you're going through it because, you know, there's a, there's just a lot of competing, competing priorities. I I love how you said, this isn't actually what I believe. Like you just, yeah, it's that clear, but it, it, it's murky for some reason as you're going through it. Cause you're just in the weeds. Yeah. There's, there's a comfort level too, of like, this is just how I've always done things. I've always strived. I've always worked hard and there's nothing wrong with working hard, but it's like, what's the end goal, you know? And I think I was really challenged on what are my values and, and, you know, having a family. So I have a two and a half year old son, been married for six years that definitely, you know, having a family and having a child definitely put a big, you know, question and challenge on what's the lifestyle that you want. And the lifestyle that I had was just so untenable. It was overwork and, um, you know, huge idolatry, putting in a lot of time in my, in my job, which I didn't feel was where God wanted me. And I didn't know where I was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So it was just like the, something doesn't fit and something doesn't feel right. Um, it feels like my values and then what I'm living my life, it just doesn't feel like they're, they're, um, aligned. Mm-hmm. So what you just said is, is spot on. Mm-hmm. So Helen, tell us a little bit about what that process was like, because I think maybe as even Lauren is saying, all of us feel oftentimes that disconnect. So what was the process like for you to go from that aha moment of, okay, this really, I'm not living, I don't feel like I'm living out the purpose that I need to be living at this. So how did you make the change. I mean, it, there was some time there. So what, yes, what was yes. the step that you took to figure out, okay, what, where should I be? Yep. There was probably a year and a half, almost two years of wrestling. So really once I had my son and I was just feeling like I was failing at my job, failing as a mom at work, pumping while it, on zoom meetings, you know, just like struggling, right. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to figure out where to store my milk, you know, in the, like, community fridge, right? It's just all kinds of complications. And, and um, um, I, you know, it was just a lot of, hey, God, can you please lead me in the beginning? And um, he led me in a way that was so, um, only in hindsight, can you, can you see that this was God? Because um, I, I can't take any credit for it. You know, my husband's a financial planner um, and he, um, really helped us get clarity on, you know, practically how much do we really need to live? So he did a financial plan for us. And it was like, this is actually how much you need. And, um, you know, looking at our lifestyle, we realized we actually are over earning as a dual income family. And that was surprising, right? Cause, um, I always felt like we needed more. And so the topic of, you know, financial contentment, um, just the word contentment and the words enough were really powerful because it was like, wait, we have enough and God's provided so much. We have more than enough. So what are we still asking for more of? You know, why am I still gunning for that next promotion? Why am I still trying to prove myself when we have more than enough? And we're, we were really 
um, flabbergasted to realize that um, we were over earning. You know, you, you've probably never heard someone say, oh, I'm over earning, you know, because people are never happy. They always want the next level. So it was kind of like a slap in the face to realize, wait, you're, you're actually doing more than just fine. The second thing though, that I think really loosened, um, you know, I'm going to call this the proverbial golden handcuff um, in my career and, and, and kind of how much I was making is ge- generosity. That's been the, the, the main unlock. And Ben really challenged us. Um, ben, Ben's my husband. He really challenged us to be more generous. And he was really studying the Bible and learning about um, what God says about money and how it's, you know, in the Bible more than prayer and healing and, you know, all these other topics, it's in the Bible a lot. And so he kind of, you know, in a way discipled me to open my eyes and, well, what does God say about money and how he wants us to give. And so first it was just out of obedience and giving a little bit more than what, what I was comfortable with. Um, but immediately I felt that satisfaction of, um, just real joy and freedom. Um, so I think just taking a step in obedience, seeing how that feels, seeing if it kind of loosens some of the, um, some of the things that might've held you captive, you know, when, when we started giving more of our money away and then eventually our time, um, it really made us feel like, okay, this is God's, this isn't mine. And if it's God's and not mine, then I don't have to bend over backwards trying to make sure that I'm secure because God's going to make sure that I'm secure. You know, I don't have to be my own provider. God's going to be my provider. And also practically, if I'm working my butt off and sacrificing so much of my family time to make this money only to give so much of it radically away, you're kind of like, why do I need to make so much money? Right? Mm -hmm. Like what is an appropriate salary? And so, you know, just a lot of challenging questions that we ask ourselves Um, and I, you know, I know that it's a place of privilege to be able to say, Hey, I was, I was making a really decent salary and I realized I don't have to, like, that's a really, really coming from a place of, um, you know, distinct privilege. But, um, I, I do feel like, you know, generosity helps put money in its right place and, and really challenges you on how much are you really supposed to keep for yourself? You know, because this is God's. I love that. We work with some, uh, we, call them overfunded families here at Somerset, which is Emily Nye's private practice. Um, and when you get into, especially too, if you think about your child or your children and how they're going to have more conceptually than what we have, I think about that for my kids. I think mm-hmm. I, being my own little God, can provide everything to my children if I wanted to. Like yep. Yep. if they wanted $185 sweatpants, guess what? I could buy them. Like, yep. but just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And doesn't mean that it's not going to make them happier. And if we feed our children in these ways towards these comforts all the time, yep. then it makes the next generation of children extremely insecure. And that's mm-hmm. what we see. We see the children of these clients that have made a lot of money or inherited a lot of money. And now the children are thinking, okay, I didn't make it. I'm going to inherit mm. it. You know, there's, there's an, there's a lot of identity, shame, all of it wrapped up. And the only antidote that I've been able to find is generosity. That's yes. what I call families that yes. are worried about like transitioning it to the next generation. 
I was like, maybe I'm just a one trick pony, but this is the only thing yes. I have yes. to work in reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure again, I'd love to have further discussions with people on it, but, but when you're overfunded and whether that means you're over earning or just overfunded for your lifetime, it's a real question of like, it's worth diving into how generosity can kind of reshape your relationship with money. And that's a journey in and of itself. And, you know, I think there are definitely implications on how you raise your family and you set a certain culture and a set of values for generations to come. Um, but even in our lifetime now, it's, I was surprised by how much my life and my decisions were shaped around making money and providing security for my family, because Mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing that came up was not actually how much money, you know, do we need? Cause that we just realized, okay, we don't need, we don't even need to have, have dual income. You know, I could decide to be a housewife. And if that's what I feel called to, then I'm going to do it. It actually challenged me to ask God and, and wrestle with him. What's my calling? Like, I never asked God, what, what's my purpose on this earth? How can I serve your kingdom faithfully and uniquely? You know, how did you make me? How can I bless others? It just makes you much more other focused and, you know, really servant focused I never would have asked, okay, if money were not, it's almost like a question you ask yourself of, if I won the lottery, what would I do with my career? What would I do with work? Would I even work, right? That's, that's the position that I was in, but I didn't win the lottery. I want freedom and abundance, you know, an abundance mindset, you know, I want freedom. Um, and so, okay, I don't feel called to be a, a 100% stay-at-home mom. What is my purpose? And I ended up volunteering and serving, you know, using my skill set in the corporate world, serving nonprofits as an advisor, helping them with marketing and strategy. And, and they've just affirmed me, you know, they were like the voice of God saying, like, you are serving us so well and in such a unique way. It is really important, the work that you're doing. You know, women doing well asked me to be a board member. And I was just flabbergasted. I was like, I didn't ask to be, a, I've never been on a board. I didn't ask to be a board member. They were like, but your input is so valuable and your experience God's using that and giving that 10x in his kingdom. Um, And so that was just like a total surprise launching this business for nonprofits, you know, helping ministries and mission-driven companies with strategy and marketing was a total surprise. I didn't, you know, I had no idea that this is what God called me to, but generosity kind of unlocked all of that. And I can't take any credit for it. I really can't, you know, every step of the way God was like, you prayed for this two years ago. I'm going to get other people to affirm you and encourage you. People who are going to ask you, Hey, would you ever start your own business? And I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know anything about starting a business. I've never done that before. So, so here I am, you know, And Helen, I'm thinking about just like my own journey and something that I think needs to be said too, is sometimes that this can also I'm, maybe I'm not even saying this right correctly, but it's almost like it works in the opposite direction as well. So like in my situation, losing a spouse and then being in a position where, you know, the financials are not what you thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And then, but, you know, your journey is very similar to mine because at that point, I really felt the Lord just saying to me as clear as day, like, 
you know, I have a plan and a purpose in this. And so for me, like all of a sudden I'm like, well, please tell me what it is. Cause you know, I'm like, I'm here. I understand. Like I have no control over this situation. Kind of like throwing my hands up in that way, but it has been such a journey, but like a joy filled journey in allowing him to kind of unfold what it, what it is that he has for me in that that hard, you know, so sometimes we can find ourselves at the top and figuring out like, okay, our, my priorities are out of line. And then you can also find yourself kind of in a hole where you're like, I don't know what just happened, but <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. And how am I going to do it? And it's the same, you know, and it's just yeah. being able to just hold your hands open and say, you know, I, you know, I, I want to do what you called me to do and yes. to watch how he meets you there and brings you along and, and kind of maybe coming in from that direction. What I've seen is the beauty of the generosity of the people who have helped, you know, along the way. Mm-hmm. So, it, so many, he puts people in your yeah. life for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's no doubt about it. I, I wouldn't be here without women doing well. I really mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. the women who, who call out your specific talents, you know, that you take for granted or who mm-hmm. say, you know, your value and how you're serving is incredible. When I saw my value in how much I was earning and what my status was and what I did for myself, it was the first time where someone was saying, you know, your volunteer efforts really are important and significant to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want you to keep doing this. That was so affirming. Yeah, it is a special group and they have been a significant lifeline to me as well in such a just tough season. And it's nice to have Christian, I'm a minister's wife. And so, um, you know, it's nice to have women where there's, they're not in Alabama. There's no expectation of who I should be in their, in their ecosystem or through their eyes and that we can just kind of um, learn to love the Lord together and to push each other towards generosity. It's, it's a really sweet, sweet group. And, um, anyway, so that that's wonderful. Okay. So you decided you took the plunge and how has it been since then? Like, what is your life been it's like? It's been great. Yep. So I took the plunge in May, had a summer sabbatical, which was great. You know, lots of family time and travel launched my business in October. So very recently, and I've, I've enjoyed a couple clients, a couple of paid clients. God just kind of place them here. Um, they're not my friends. So they're kind of, you know, it's just, how did you hear about me? You know, that's amazing. Wow. Um, and you know, they're, they're very diverse. You know, I have, um, this, you know, nonprofit here, this mission driven beauty company here, you know, this Christian ministry here. And so it's just been really, um, exciting and challenging to work on different businesses. And I, I feel like, you know, one thing that's just been a treat um, is actually praying together during meetings. I never had a chance to do that. So that was, wow, that was, you know, really special to have clients who share that um, with me and, and we can kind of invite God into it. That's been a real treat. Well, how has the transition been on the personal side with the, you know, lower income? Has that been an easy transition or has there been any hard parts to that? You know, it hasn't been as hard as I would have thought. Um, You know, I thought that I would have anxiety not seeing the numbers in our bank account rising, you know, in the same way, right? You know, kind of comparing myself and and worried. You know, I thought I would, I thought that I would be worried and 
um, have these growth expectations for my company where I wanted to get to a certain level. And, and I just feel like God is um, really killed that um, hustle and performance mindset um, and replaced it with, you know, a faith mindset. Um, you know, I don't know where my next client is going to come from. You know, I'm not out there hustling. I'm still taking it one step at a time. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of confidence in the financial plan that my husband, my husband and I built, right? Like the power of, of a financial plan, right? Knowing, knowing what you have, like we, 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 we really have the um, understanding of what enough is. And so, you know, we did create margin and we know that, you know, if I made like $20,000 my first year, like that's okay. You know, God's, God's ahead of me. He's the CEO of, of this company. If that's what he wanted, then that's a blessing, you know? So um, I'm, I'm kind of grateful for every client that I can get because it's really a miracle. You know, I've never done this before. And he's, he's just been, you know, a provider every step of the way. And the, the gentleness and abundance um, in small business ownership, this, this is a long strand of thought, but it reminds me of um, Emily and I, we, we went through a really tough time at Somerset in our private practice. We had some staff turnover and at the exact same time. So we'd been growing very quickly. I was able to finally hire Emily who I'd wanted to hire for like so many years, you know, and then we lost like a key employee. Then we were all overworked and then we were in a, um, request for proposal <laughs> to manage a hundred million dollars in assets. Oh my goodness. And, and yes. we got to like the top three, the top three. And Emily and I were actively praying. We're like, this will kill us. Like we, I know everyone should say <laughs> this that is so we much work. This. Yeah. this is something that I know we should conceptually want. And so like, we went through the whole thing. Like, of course we wanted it until it was actually a reality. And then we're like, we were actively praying every day against it. Like we were like, wow. do, not, do not give us, we do not need this opportunity. This will actually sink our business. And it would have, like it would have at the time. We did not have the infrastructure in place. And we wow. were, just, I mean, after we still laugh about it, we're like, that would have killed us. Yeah. And we were like, when the guy, <laughs> the guy called and told us, we didn't get yeah, it. Which like, we were like, half, half. Okay. you're like, you know what? I'm, yeah, I am glad because that's wisdom. That's it's, true wisdom and knowing, knowing where you are. And, you know, right now I'm in a phase where um, it's really about understanding what's the best customer experience. How can right. I improve my product? Right. I just launched, how can I make this plan better and better? And I know that if I had, you know, if I was over capacity and was juggling too much, cause I was in this growth mindset, I think the product would suffer. And then my, my life would suffer. Right. I would, I'd be way burnt out two months in and, you know, so God's kind of giving the right, you know, I'm getting like a new client every month. He's giving it at the right pace, yeah. which is just a huge praise. Like, I don't even know how he's doing this. I don't even know oh. how I have a single client, but he's providing. And you know? it's, it's that shift in mindset. Like our industry, I'm sure your husband can attest to this too, is very prone to like a scarcity mindset because mm -hmm. at least the way I grew up in the business, it was like, okay, throw a bunch of people against a wall and see who sticks. And the way to stick is like, oh, you have a pulse. You should come and be my client. Like, I mean, it was really like that kind of scary at the beginning, but you know, then if you can unhook from that and realize exactly what you're saying, like God will bring the right people here. And when he does, we will serve them to the best of our ability and yeah. we'll make 
staff changes and everything we need to do to accommodate what we've been given and um and to turn down things that wouldn't work which we would have had to do and that would have been really embarrassing yeah. um, but thankfully that was a grace but anyway so yeah. all that being said i love how you're building i love seeing what's happening um with you and you are really such a such a gift as as a new friend to to me mm -hmm. and to emily you've encouraged us to be brave and not and to kind of fight that hustle culture, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I think that race, yeah, that race. Right. And I think we're always in one because if it's mm -hmm. not career, it's being the perfect mother or, you know, looking a certain way, there's always this more, and there's not a lot of contentment in where we are, which is for me, the, where I am is like, I haven't even put up my holiday stuff. <laughs> I wanted to do all these things and I haven't put up my tree yet. And it's just like, you know what? Be content where I am. Why am I, why am I judging myself so harshly? Yeah. It'll happen. Right. Yeah. There's always this like not enough. Yeah. And I was also going to say that it's also interesting when you hold things loosely, you know, especially with your career and the growth component to it. It's also interesting to see how progressing in that way allows the Lord to like lead you in the direction in which he has you going because oftentimes it's not like what we think you know mm -hmm. it might be okay I'm going to start this business and it's going to grow you know tenfold and then you know it might just be like this is the first door I want you to go through because it's leading mm -hmm. you to the next and so when you're not mm -hmm. like focused hyper focused on like I'm going to overcommit to this one particular path you know and like I think sometimes we feel that that's what we're supposed to do like even as an attorney you know like going to win this case like that mm. you know but instead saying you know I'm going to come to work every single day and give it 100% of what I have mm. with it that it's just acknowledging that you know two years from now it could very likely look very different than what I yes. think it was like today yes by coming and giving a hundred percent and so yep. that contentment of just like I'm going to do this day that as it comes before me and I want to do it well and then the next day to accept you know what that comes at just when you said like I don't even know where these clients are coming from you know it's almost like there's just there's just a bigger plan unfolding that oftentimes we most of the time we we don't know what it is but just no go for it. We don't even know, like our version of success is nowhere close to God's version of success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, cause my version was climbing and making more and more, just always more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And I think God's version is, I want you to serve humbly and I want you to be a light and I want you to be present with people instead of thinking about the next meeting and the next thing that you, that you have to do, you know, that to-do list. Mm -hmm. So it's just really humbling. Like, I don't, I don't know um, a better place than to be dependent on God as my provider completely. Yeah, God's economy is, is a different, a different story. And that's a good thing. Okay. Catherine, yes. said, she's on the call. She said, thank you for this wisdom. Wow. The words I needed to hear today in my new business and personal financial planning. So Aww. you really, thank you, Catherine. I mean, truly it, this has been a huge gift. We always ask people at the end of the call and we would like to have you back on. And I'll say to you, two things. One, um, women doing well that Helen and I've connected through. It's a beautiful organization that you should check out. Um, but I've been trained as a facilitator. And the first exercise when you come into women doing well is to go through, 
um, a course where you find your purpose, your passion, and your plan. And I'm going to start leading a course through the Wealth Edit on like that or exact curriculum in January. So I'd love for anyone on this call uh, to join Helen. Of course, I'd love for you to join if you're free, but I know you're busy. But um, anyway, we will be leading that curriculum because I think it's a really important starting point. If this is a stirring in your heart to kind of go through that exercise, it was um, my friend Bibi and I left that day because we did it in a one day session, but we'll more than likely do it in a structure where it's week after week here. But we said it was a get to do day, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it really was that and it was, it was beautiful. But the last thing that we like to ask people is why, why you said yes to the wealth of it, because you certainly have um, blessed us all today. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I just love being with women and I'm not really used to sharing my story. You know, this is only the second time that I've shared it. The first time was at the Women Doing Well event that, that I met Lauren at. And I just feel like God is saying, I want you to encourage my, my ladies, my women. And, you know, your story is worth sharing. I didn't even know I had a story, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm just so grateful that I can encourage anyone that I just hope that this just gives you, um, you know, a, a deeper sense of um, wonder at what your calling is and what your purpose is and a deeper sense of faith that God's going to lead you there step by step. That's all I, all I can hope for. Well, thank you, Helen. I just appreciate you being here. And I love those ending words, a deeper sense of wonder. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you and have a wonderful day. And we hope to have you back very soon. Yes. Thank very you soon. so much. I would love that. Thanks right. so much for having Thanks, me. Thank Bye, you. everyone. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.